Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. This is the number one daily radio show for realtors looking for a no BS, authentic, real-time coaching experience. What's really working in today's market, how to generate more leads, make more money, and have more time for what you love in your life. And now your hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Picking up where we left off yesterday, the day before, and the day before. This is day four of whether or not there's going to be a housing crash. We have really gotten into the weeds and done a lot of homework and research on these facts and these statistics. And I love the feedback that all of you are getting because you're putting the pieces together in your heads and you're realizing and you're feeling it that knowledge equals confidence and ignorance equals fear. This knowledge is making you feel obviously more confident. I'm going to share with you something else. Uh, and Julie and I are going to get to point number 16 here. And this is a huge point. It's about inflation. And the, actually, you know what? I'll interweave the uh, point um, or the thing I was just going to share with everyone into point number 16. So Julie Harris, without yes. any delay, point number 16. Okay. Point number 16. Yes, you heard it. Inflation. We've been alluding to it in all of the previous podcasts, but here's the big point about inflation. The latest report, as many of you know by now, quotes it as 9.1%, but it's likely even higher than that. How does that affect housing? Now, I've done lots of research. This latest piece is from Motley Fool. Inflation is an average increase, just to, to define it here, right? Inflation is an average increase in the prices for a collection of goods and services in a given economy over a set period of time, usually calculated by year. Now, it's been going up, so they've been calculating it quarter by quarter, but that is the definition of inflation. Essentially, it's the decrease in the purchasing power of the dollar over time. You know what, Julie? If this were this time last year, we'd have to really get into the weeds and explain to them the concept of what inflation feels like, but they're living through it. So, they know now. So educating them now is, it, you know, they got it. They get it. And really what the last thing Julie said was the most important thing. What if inflation essentially is the de, uh, devaluing of your dollar. In other words, your dollar doesn't buy you as much. And this goes to the point I was going to previously make. Mm -hmm. uh, so the BIA came out with a survey. They come out, they love their surveys and it's very telling. It was a survey of builders asking what their, I don't remember the exact wording of the of it was, but the essence of it was whether or not they're optimistic or pessimistic or whether their, what their forecast was. It was like know, a the, confidence ratio or something like that. That may have very well been what it was called. And the builders were more dour, more down, more least confident than they've been, I think, since 2006. And the reasons that they stated weren't that there isn't an enormous amount of demand. It's just that, and it isn't even that the interest rates are having an adverse effect on buyer's demand. It's that they cannot afford to, well, first of all, they are having a hard time. Uh, inflation is causing the cost of their building materials. And now they're experiencing a lot of labor inflation that's causing it so that the houses that those folks want are going to be far more expensive than what those people can afford because of obviously interest rates. But also the inflation is actually more of a detrimental effect than what uh, the actual um, interest rates are. And I think it's fascinating. And I know in Julie and I, where Julie and I live and our family, obviously in Puerto Rico, the average uh, labor cost uh, for building new construction now is approaching $100 an hour. And obviously that cost gets passed on to the end, end mm -hmm. user. So what does that really ultimately mean? It means that there's going to be fewer new homes. There's going to be builders that aren't going to be able to um, you know, rationalize taking risks on building specs. So specs will probably go away. Julie and I have been watching in Austin in particular where we have rentals. We've been seeing that 
<laughs> you know, it's kind of funny for the last maybe year and a half, we've been getting emails from realtor.com that was explaining or was, uh, say, Hey, guess price increase, price increase. There's like, and they're all new construction homes. So every day I'd get probably 20 or 30 different emails, you know, one big email when they're all new constructions, there weren't real pictures of houses. There were renders. So it was a house to be built and the price was raised. And so obviously realtor.com then, you know, shared that information through the feed. Uh, but now I imagine I'm getting emails now, but all new construction, all renders, and now they're all about the prices being reduced. So really that information factors in in a sort of a confusing way because if you're looking at the statistics, you're saying, well, look at all these crazy price reductions. Well, they are price reductions, but they're price reductions on houses that don't exist yet. So is that really- They're you more know, like de-escalations. Well, exactly. I, mean, I don't even know if I would even consider that relevant, frankly. But you do see that figuring into a lot of the housing statistics. So you got to remember, a lot of this information is kind of convoluted. Always, always, always trust your gut-a-meter, right? Yep. Your own experience when it comes to figuring out what the inflation is. But where does all this lead with regards to builders now saying that they're not going to be building as much? Well, resale homes are going to go up in price a hell of a lot more. It's good for resale. Well, it's incredible for resale. And this goes to the point that Julie Harris made on Monday that we don't believe that there's going to be a leveling off in home value um, inflation. Neither does Zillow. Zillow is expecting in many parts of the country inflation or appreciation into 2023 to be over 10%. And we see the, and we agree with their predictions. And I realize that everyone else is saying something the opposite of that. Um, and I'm just curious as to why, the, you, given all the facts, they, they would read the facts in a different way of the people that are expecting uh, inflation or appreciation to be single digits, which, by the way, is still fantastic. Um, you know, who knows? So gather your own information. But most importantly, look at your own personal economy. We talked about that yesterday. And pay attention to the MLS statistics and really become a true expert, not just a fake expert on TikTok. And we talked yeah. about what stats to follow and pay attention to on Tuesdays on the past podcast. So make sure you go and listen to the series. There's five of these podcasts all titled in uh, numerically in sequence. Julie? Yes. So how are housing prices and how is the housing market um, affected by inflation? Housing prices, as we've talked about, will continue to escalate, though likely at a lower percentage than the past couple of years. Rents will also continue to go up. We talked about that a lot yesterday. But so will your income, assuming that you keep selling homes. This is all good for you listeners. As well as uh, what's called REITs, Real Estate Investment Trust Rental Properties, including both residential and commercial, they all tend to do very well in inflationary times. So again, you are in the right place at the right time. We can pile on even more reasons why house values are going to continue to inflate. Now, in inflate and appreciate sort of the same effect. House becomes more expensive. Institutional investors are going to start piling into real estate. Um, you know, obviously all your big black rocks, more mom and pops are going to get into real estate. People that are maybe were intending on flipping might hold the house now because they can't get the, what they feel to be the justified price. So they're going to hold it and ride the inflation wave. You know, there's all kinds of people that are going to be, uh, you know, changing their behavior. But really at the bottom line, this is what Julie just said. You guys are in the real estate business. You are going to get a raise because of the increase in price of the home. So you might be in some cases selling fewer homes, but the homes that you're selling, you're going to get paid more money on. And here's another little side benefit, at least from our perspective, and I'm sure all of you will agree with us. Do you think real estate commissions when homes are harder to sell go up or go down? We've talked about that on this podcast many, many times, especially with new construction. You can already see it. Julie and I pay very close attention to this across our country. 
Um, and we get feedback from all of our coaches and certainly from all of the thousands of you that are in our coaching program. The bottom line is, is that new construction is the builders are now very much offering above normal market commissions. There's I've even been some bonuses pumping around already. It didn't exactly. take long for that to come back. And it's interesting because a lot of agents have been asking us, uh, the coaches, you know, why is that? Why did builders go so quickly from no commission to you, or here's a flat commission, it doesn't matter what the price is, or don't even bother accompanying your buyer, we, we know we can sell our inventory. Okay, so that was like six months ago, two years ago, one year ago, to, okay, now we're in a shift, and now builders are, I heard this all day today, now builders are sending their inventory list, they've got bonuses, they've got normal commissions, they've got stuff for the buyers. It's, Why is that? It's Here's the real, I should have mentioned this a second ago, a lot of these builders are operating on short-term debt, short-term debt cycles. So they borrowed money at low interest rates. And now guess what? They're an adjustable rate mortgages. And that's the debt that they use. I'm not mortgages, but an adjustable rate uh, you know, credit lines. And a lot of them are now finding themselves having to pay more interest on the money that they're using to do their developing and their building and so forth. Those loans are forcing them uh, to really liquidate a lot of standing uh, product very quickly so they have the cash flow. And remember, a lot of them have construction loans that they can't get at that next phase of money until they sold X percent of the first phase which means you think you're motivated. You've got three or four listings that are taking a little bit longer. How about if you had a whole subdivision of 200 houses and you couldn't go on to phase two until you had 80% of them sold? You thought you had that in the bag, the market shifts, some buyers back out. That's why they're emailing you guys all of this. So there's a lot of different opportunity there. Builders aren't just going to stop building, obviously. Builders are going to get more creative with how they go about uh, marketing their properties. Julie and I just talked about rising commi raising commissions on uh, for realtors, but also you're going to see them get very aggressive with uh, mortgages. You're, we Again, we talked about this on past podcasts. We talked about this on our YouTube channel. We go into great detail, obviously, in Premier Coaching, but builders are going to get more creative and the rest of the market's going to have to figure that out along the way. Resale, generally speaking, was going to trail the actions that your uh, builders, especially the build ones, build, big builders are taking. Look to see what they're doing as far as incentives because new construction, nine times out of 10, is going to kick the butt of resale. So make sure you're paying attention to the build uh, reps are offering to your buyers because if you who might also be sellers walk into the build reps offices and see what the incentives are see what kinds of deals are being made on mortgages and the rest of it you might indeed find that you're going to have to get more aggressive with getting your resale sold that is the nature of markets like this but in the short one what all of you guys should be doing is joining premier coaching hundreds of you have joined uh, premier coaching so far this month and it just makes sense because premier coaching for the first 30 days as all of you know is a hundred percent free and you do get, during your first 30 days, a semi-private coaching call, a coaching session with a Harris certified coach every single workday. You get that for free. Did I mention it costs nothing? That's what free means in case you're confused about that. You get all of our, you get scripts, objection handlers, real estate treasure map. You get our 12 month uh, social media campaign, uh, marketing plan. You get centers of influence, past clients, marketing, everything that you need. This, and I'll tell you, in the first level that you guys are going to have instant access to, we really took time to go through it and make it so that it was all 100% market correct. In other words, there's no fluff in with what you're going to receive. It's all information that's designed to get you in, well, educate you, get you into action so you can go out there and help people and make money. Not a lot of sitting around pondering, thinking about your big why. This is all about making money so that, frankly, you can make this your best year ever because of this market. That is what Premier Coaching is, and it's free 
text the word Premier to 47372. Text the word Premier to 47372. Text Premier, P-R-E-M-I-E-R to 47372. Or just go to members.timandjulieharris.com. Members We've removed every excuse for you uh, that you may have had to become a Premier Coaching member because you can join now 100% for free. So just text the word Premier to 47372 or go to com. All right, so our next point, government intervention. Even if housing values declined, again, highly unlikely, refer to previous points. But even if that happened, and even if inventory skyrocketed and demand dropped, highly unlikely, the government now knows exactly how to intervene and has proven their willingness to do so. We talked about this with regards to COVID yesterday. Forbearances, loan modifications, foreclosure moratoriums, rent forgiveness, and other tools are now at their disposal and they've proven they're willing to do it. None of that happened before in the housing crash. Those tools weren't around. Nobody knew what to do. Lenders didn't know what to do. The government didn't know what to do. Buyers, buyers agents, listing agents, nobody had a clue back then. These times are not like those times. We have a lot more tools and the willingness to lose to use those. Julie and I are going to make a commitment, the same commitment that all of you who've uh, been listening to us for years know that we will stick to. If Julie and I see any reason at all, even remotely, for you to believe that there was any sort of foreclosure, let alone distressed real estate market forming, we will tell you and we'll do everything in our power to make it so all of you guys can be first in line. We did that back in 06 and 07. We're the first nationwide company to teach you guys how to do short sales. Uh, and then we also, obviously, I think it was in 08, we started helping you guys become REO agents. That was the market then. And if that market exists now, we know how to get you guys to the head of the line again, and we'll do it. But, and we look every single day, we dig, we call, we talk to all our old contacts and the various agencies and just every place in National Association of Realtors. And all of them are telling us the same thing. And all of us are, they're all referring basically to the same points that Julie and I just gave you. Matter of fact, a lot of the um, research that Julie and I use comes directly from these people that are deep inside the walls of these, you know, sometimes they're banks, they're servicers, everything and everyone has told us that there will not be any sort of distressed uh, real estate problem, even if there's areas of the country that do have, and this is worst case scenario, large scale unemployment. Even if that does happen, the belief is that the government is going to intervene and they will not allow any sort of foreclosure, uh, foreclosure train to load, let alone leave the station. And we believe that's true. And the actions that every, not just, uh, you know, the government, the actions that these private companies where we have lots of friends, the actions that they're taking uh, lead us to believe that indeed this is true. The biggest, some of the biggest guys that ran the biggest REO companies and BPO companies and all the rest of them, those are still on, our, those folks are still in our Rolodexes and we just text them and ask them what they're seeing. And it's usually a few lines back and they're saying nothing really to be, you know, obviously where there's some little pockets here and there. They might be buying, it's called buying tape, or they might be getting a list of some properties that they're going to help liquidate that maybe have been in foreclosure forever that they bought from Bank of America, things like that. But any sort of new significant change in the real estate market as pertains to distressed real estate is not on the radar. Be very clear about that. But if it actually starts to pop up anywhere in the United States, we will tell you, we will then help you uh, leverage those opportunities when they become available, but they are not at present in a meaningful way. 
Yes, and I can prove it by, and we're going to talk more about some facts that are uh, I found today. But here's here's a real quick demonstration of that. Today, I I woke up thinking, all right, so NAR as of today came out with a new report saying <laughs> that uh, inventory is up a an incredible ten percent. It's funny that you said you woke up thinking that. That is really how nerdy we are, listeners. I know. It's we actually dream about this stuff. It's, it's sad. We have a problem. Any it's you have my a, morning habit, though. Do any of you have any sort of suggestions how we can stop thinking about this stuff? Please. We're, we're addicted to knowing about this stuff so that we can keep to our word of always making sure that you guys are overprepared. Hey, look, we're optimists. We hope for the best. But we're also realists and we're prepared for the worst and we're going to always do the same thing for all of you. Sorry, Julie. Yeah, no, that's that's exactly it. So, you know, we've had some inching up of inventory, but it's been like 0.1%. Woohoo, inventory's going up. People would celebrate that. And then it was 2% higher. Well, this report just came out from NAR that we're up 10%. And I thought, okay, well, that's interesting. That's what people like to freak out about. What if the world was full of all this more inventory? And I went researching, all right, well, what has that caused? What does that mean? And remember that some of that was people backing out of contracts, they're freaking out about interest rates, whatever, but we had a 10% increase in inventory. But here's the strange thing. What do you think that did to days on the market? If I had to guess, it probably went from 22 seconds to 47 seconds. It's actually more dramatic than that. Oh boy. It, uh, this is nationwide average. It went from an average days on the market in May of 17 days, days on the market now add 10% more inventory between May and June, and the average days in the market actually went down to 14. <laughs> How about that? Well, I mean, if you look at, and you did this research and we shared this uh, with these guys in this podcast this week. If you look at the average rent payment in the United States and you compare it to the average mortgage payment on what would be a similar single family house, mm -hmm. it's staggering. It it's is. shocking how much mm -hmm. actually, even in the, you did the homework based on interest rates being at 6%. Like 5.8, whatever right. the prevailing is now. So at 5.8%, would you use the sale price? Do you remember 400 grand? 400. Yeah. Your mortgage payment is less than what most of you would ever be paying in rent for a similar property. And frankly, probably not even as nice as the property you'd end up buying for, the, for a less payment. Mm -hmm. And that's with interest rates at <gasps> boo, hiss, scary, in time, 6%. Six. Yeah. I know it's it's crazy. So all the Mickey Mouse and hype that's out there, there's going to be any kind of, I you know, I'll have to, I have to say though, honestly, when I hear, and we are experiencing it today without, you know, I don't want to get into the weeds, but we are on a conference call and there are people talking about how they have all these secret, you know, contacts that are saying there's all these, you know, reasons to believe uh, distress is happening. And when pressed for why do you believe that's happening, they don't provide any data. Well, there is no data to support it. That's the reason they don't provide it. Mm -hmm. um, but then I always ask myself, what the hell, why is it that they want to believe something? Let's just say they actually believe it. They can't, you know, justify it with any facts because they don't exist. What is it that they're trying to accomplish by having all of us believe there's going to be some kind of, you know, huge uh, housing apocalypse? The only answer I can actually come up with is they're trying to sell agents something uh, and that's it. Just basically green. Yeah. That's because all it's I can come up with. not based on fact, at least not as of now, right? We monitor this, as you said, literally every single day. And if we see any cracks in what we're telling you, we're going to let you know. That's why I looked up, all right, 10%, what did that mean? 
basically nothing. We went down an average days. Your point about REOs, that they do still exist. We're not saying that they don't exist, but a lot of them are from the hangover of the previous housing bust, right? So what do you think happens when a bank or an agent puts a foreclosure on the market today? It's still priced based on comps. There's no fire sale going on. It still sells right away, especially if it's priced right and conditioned correctly. There was a house that you and I were watching in our Mm -hmm. old, where we have a lot of rentals in Mm -hmm. 43214. Mm -hmm. And you pointed out to me and you said, why is this one this price? And you said, to me it was like 217 or something remember Mm -hmm. and it was in a market where we know because we have rentals in there that the average is over 300 now and it was a foreclosure but it was a listing that was already sold with like 47,000 offers and but the uh the uh auction company had to put it in the mls because that was part of their contract but it wasn't even a real listing and what did it end up selling for i don't we didn't check it up uh, check it out but i bet you that i'm sure it's close to market rate exactly Yeah. So these are the types of things that we watch. Now, uh, recession happens in phases. Inflation happens in phases. And there's other things happening in the background that we're monitoring, like consumer debt is going up. People are using their credit cards more. There probably will be some credit card default, which will affect people's credit scores, which will then take some buyers out of the market. These things happen in phases. We do believe that there is going to be a recession if we're not already in one. We do believe there's going to be fewer home sales. We do believe there's going to be hardship. We do believe that inflation is going to get marketably worse and be here for some time. We do believe there's going to be lots and lots and lots of unnecessary pain and suffering. But we also believe that you're in real estate. And we know that you're selling something that everybody needs. You're selling something that everybody needs no matter what direction interest rates are going, no matter what direction politics are going, no matter what direction anything is going, people need a place to live in. And it could be as a rental. It could be as a, you know, obviously a primary residence. You are, you are smart enough at some point in your life to say, I'm going to get into real estate. And But what you may not have realized at the time is that was incredibly brilliant on your part because you happen to have been uh, deciding to focus in on selling something that everybody needs no matter what, unlike so many other things in the economy. I mean, you know, you might have, you might think, well, Coca-Cola is immune. Well, maybe they are, but I guarantee you if people are really pinching pennies, they're going to downsize or they're going to downgrade to whatever the grocery store house brand is of Coca-Cola or just buy fizzy water. I don't know. You guys get the point? They're always, when it comes to consumer products, people can just decide not to buy those products. Look at restaurants. Everyone likes to pick on restaurants after COVID, but it's a great example. That is a luxury expense for most humans. And as restaurants, uh, cost of everything goes up, their rent, their electric, their labor costs, their, uh, you know, to, to buy tuna, to buy milk, to buy new dishes, all that stuff. As those things increase, at what point do consumers just say, I'm not going to pay that because it's too much money. I can't afford to go out uh, to restaurants at all because my own gas bill has gone up or my own expenses in other regards are going up. Everything is going to increase. We told you guys this yesterday. It's really important you understand this. Don't believe for a second that the inflation is being caused by the producers. In other words, it's not being caused by people making things like gas stations. Remember that Mickey Mouse two weeks ago? Gas stations need to lower their prices. Stop gauging. They're being gouging. greedy. Yeah. The average gas station makes something like two or three cents per gallon on gas. And there is some political agenda behind trying to blame the rising gas prices on these greedy bastards who own these gas stations or cleaning up making like one or two cents per gallon. Are you kidding me? So you guys have to be really careful that you realize 
what you're being influenced by and make wise decisions. There are going to be tremendous opportunities because of this market. The number one thing all of you have to do is you have to be putting yourselves in a position so that people will choose you to be of service to them. And if you lose in any situation, it's a little, it should be a warning bell and you lose getting a buyer, you lose getting a contract, you lose taking a listing, you lose in any way. Don't look for excuses why you lost. Don't think the other person cheated. Don't think the other person told them a lower price or a higher or a higher price, uh, lower commission. Don't look, oh, they, they knew them and they had inroads, you know, through centers of influence of past clients. Don't look for excuses why you failed. Don't look for reasons outside of your uh, purview. Accept the responsibility, accept it in a painful way in some cases that you lost it because the seller or the buyer or whatever chose the other options because it was a better fit for them because you were not good enough in the eyes of the consumer. On the other side of that, you're forced to improve. Anything short of that, you will never improve because you always have an excuse not to prove. I don't need to change. I lost that listing just because you know, they know each other from Campfire Girls or they know each other because, or, you know, Bob got the listing because he, you know, he overpriced the house or Bob got the listing because he took it at a reduced commission. Don't think like that. Think, why did I, why was I not good enough to get the listing? Okay. Is it because Bob was flexible with commission? Well, I need to work on making sure I'm a professional and I address that. We help you understand all that premier coaching through the flexible fee commission plan, for example, which is part of our pre-listing pack. All of the things that you're going to face down in this new real estate market are things that you need to master before you lose. Don't lose and then realize you should have learned. Learn and then you won't lose. And that's how you can build tremendous momentum because of this market. We encourage every single one of you to stay connected to Julie and I. We're going to be increasing our content because we know now more than ever you guys need to have some sort of beacon in the fog so you can you know, always steer your boat uh, to a safe harbor. And in doing so, we're going to motivate you, educate you, but it's your job to get into action. We can't do that part for you. We'll always make sure we do state-of-the-art education and motivation as best we can. We're not big rah-rah, you know, woo-woo uh, vendors. What we are is we're big believers in facts. We're big believers in action because we know on the other side of that, that's where you're going to find your motivation. We strongly encourage you guys to take as much action with this information as you can. Obviously, the first move should be uh, joining Premier Coaching. Text the word Premier to 47372 or just simply go to members.timandjulieharris.com, members.timandjulieharris.com. And remember, when texting, message and data rates may apply. Mrs. Harris, what is the topic for tomorrow? Well, we're going to talk about what you should be looking for and what you should be doing about all of these facts and stats and figures that we've rolled out to you over the past four podcasts. We have about eight action steps for you to be looking at and, you know, really taking advantage of. I truly believe, and I think you do too, that this is actually a very exciting time in the real estate market and that there is actually more opportunity for a really smart, caring, and competent and well-skilled agent. Now, maybe not so much if you're hiding your head in the sand, but for those of you who are ready to go forward, I think it's super exciting. All the coaching calls that I had today, they were like bouncing off the walls. Well, here's the bottom line. If you're feeling fear, don't try to hide from it. Don't try to meditate it away. Don't try to dream board it away. Feeling fear is a good feeling to have because it is your subconscious mind telling you that you need to get off your ass and learn to be competitive. Competitive competition is real in this market because of this market. 
Understand the fear is not going to go away until you have educated, you got the education to make it. So when you're feeling fear or if you, you run into any situation real estate wise, we're going to be able to solve the other person's problem. You have many of you been led to believe that you get business because of your influence. You get business because you solve people's problems at a high level. And as a result of the success you have helping other people solve their problems, then you get what's called a reputation. And that word is interchangeable with the word influence. So if you want to really know how to have true influence, that's not just faked, that's not just bought. The real influence and consumers can tell the difference. Real influence comes from real expertise. Real expertise isn't because you call yourself an expert. Real expertise comes from applied education, applied actually in the sense that you learn and then you immediately go out there and help people and you make money. And then over time you become an expert. You cannot shortcut it guys. You have to earn it. That is an unfortunate reality that this market is going to, uh, frankly expose many of you to. You have been in this sort of breast, uh, blessed, a parallel universe for the last 15 years <laughs> where the, um, you know, essentially the what's been happening for a whole bunch of reasons we won't get into has caused a lot of mediocre ideas and low skilled people and practitioners to rise to the top or at least appear that they have. This market is going to wash all of them out. Please do not wait to, uh, for your own experience to prove what we just said is true. Take action on all of this now and then rejoice Feel blessed because you are, because you're in real estate. And once you have the skill set necessary, you now can help people at a high level. Be excited because of this market. And what Julie just said, obviously, I think you guys can feel that Julie and I are feeling it as well. We don't even sell real estate anymore. And I feel it. A market like this is awesome because what happens is like, you know, when Julie and I sold real estate, our biggest competitor is was never, well, very rarely another baller real estate agent. It was hardly ever anyone that was selling at our level. We would go in in a listing presentation and we can be competing against two low or mediocre agents. And, and that was fine because it helped us to obviously win. But here's the thing that happens in a marketplace like that, in a marketplace where the sellers aren't that particular, because Julie and I always sold in a balanced or a buyer's market. Personally, that's how we sold. That's the market we sold in. But in, in the previous market, the market that we're now leaving, if the sellers weren't that particular who they hired, they might hire someone because they know, you know, social contacts or they might hire them just, they're not, they weren't even interviewing. Sellers weren't even really, you know, asking tough questions because they knew the house was going to sell itself. And so it became a marketing contest. I'm going to put your house on the side of the Goodyear blimp. I look at my home brochure. Look at my, this, look at my, that look at my Instagram followers. I got 16 billion people following me on TikTok. Now what's going to happen is when the house is stopped selling, the sellers are going to instantly, as will the market, realize that what's actually happening is not conducive to selling their home. So listen, guys, stay focused, make the most of this market, realize that your best opportunities are still ahead of you and don't feel fear. And if you do, don't run from it, don't hide from it because it's going to chase you down. You need to make the fear go away with education and hopefully you're going to realize that that is our mission in life, to be of service to all of you. So please do text the word premiere to 47372, text the word premiere to 47372, or just go to members.timandjulieharris.com. In the meantime, you guys have a fantastic day and we'll talk with you on the show tomorrow. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.